0: Hi, I'm Patty Scalzo, welcoming you to this edition of Shi'ar Jeshub, featuring the teaching ministry of Pastor Greg Scalzo. We have been conducting a Through the Bible series on heavenly authority, and today we will begin a new sermon from 1 Samuel, delivered by my husband back in the spring of 2001. So let's go right into the Sunday service at Shi'ar Jashub Christian Tabernacle, in Madison, Connecticut.
1: Okay, we'll pick up our study in First Samuel chapter 7, where we left off last week. I put again the map on the overhead there to help us with some of these towns in Israel. Okay, chapter 7, verse 1, we read last time. Then the men of Kirjajerim came and took the ark of the Lord and brought it into the house of Abinadab on the hill and consecrated Eleazar his son to keep the ark of the Lord. Remember we said Abinadab is Uzzah's father or ancestor. He could be his father, his grandfather, possibly his great-grandfather, most likely a father or grandfather. Um, and he was the one that touched the ark later on in the time of David and died. So the ark is put away there in the house of Abinadab. So it was, verse 2, that the ark remained in kirjad Jirim a long time. It was there 20 years, and all the house of Israel lamented after the Lord. And then Samuel spoke to all the house of Israel, saying, Now before we go on to hear what Samuel tells the people, Let's take in what it says here in verse 2. The ark remains a long time in Kirjad-Jerim. And we know it's a very long time there. It's not until it's fetched by David in 1 Chronicles chapter 13, verse 6 to 7, from the house of Abinadab that it's taken out. It comes out, it seems, at one point, Saul brings it out for one of the battles with the Philistines but it's there a very long time. And the time is longer than 20 years, much more than 20 years, many more years and that Saul's reign alone is 40 years and that comes well after this time. So it's more than 40 years. It's probably in that house of Abinadab in Kirjad-Jerim for 80 years, the total length of time. So what does it mean here when it says it was 20 years, and all the house of Israel lamented after the Lord? The proper reading is that the 20 years speaks of the amount of time that passed before Israel finally became broken and aware of its lack. The lack of having the ark in the center of worship. What's happened with the fall of Shiloh? What it means for Israel? It was there 20 years, that is, when all the house of Israel lamented after the Lord. The Septuagint says it a little clearer than what we have here. So that 20-year period of time is not speaking about the whole time that it's in Abinadab's house. That's much longer. It's speaking about the time once it's returned. Remember, it's been seven months with the Philistines. Causes all the trauma in the cities of the Philistines. Comes back into Beth Shemesh. And they put it on that stone of Abel. And then there's the plague that hits Beth Shemesh because they look inside. Then they call for the guys at Kirjad, Jerem, to come take it. So from that point until Israel wakes up, a proper reading here, it's about 20 years. 20-year period of time. And all the house of Israel lamented after the Lord. Now they're lamenting. Now they're mourning. Now they're crying out. Shiloh is dark. There is no place to go and celebrate the Passover. The Day of Atonement could not be kept properly with the high priest ministering at the tabernacle with the ark there. Israel's religious center, which united the tribes, has crumbled. And it took 20 years to sink in. And all the man-made religious substitutes during that time did not satisfy. And we'll see in a moment that they continued throughout that time to revert to paganism, but it didn't satisfy. And they finally realized what they had lost when Shiloh fell and all the house of Israel lamented after the Lord. Christians, why does it so often take for us to lose something before we value it? How many Americans truly appreciate and value the freedom we have to publicly worship God through his son, the Lord Jesus, as he's prescribed openly in the churches throughout this land? Many would not appreciate that freedom until it was too late and the freedom was taken away. Must we be like those countries where copies of the Bible are outlawed, and the believers hunger for even a single page of holy scripture? They have a page from the Bible, they treat it as gold, and they pass it around for each to read? Is that what it takes to value what God has provided in his holy word? We have so many Bibles in the United States. Does America appreciate? What she has must shiloh become dark and uninhabited must the feasts of god become silent and the ark be closed away in a house in kirjat jerim for our nation to wake up for our nation to lament after the lord and turn from its idolatry or must we suffer also the shame and defeat and oppression and horror at the hands of the enemy as Israel suffered at the hands of the Philistines. They were embarrassed. They were defeated. They were demoralized at Ebenezer. And now the 20-year period of time has gone by, and they realize what they lost at Shiloh. And all their paganism doesn't quite seem to be of much value. Israel finally laments after 20 years. Twenty years is a long time. It was 20 years ago yesterday, March 31st, back in 1981, the day after President Reagan was shot, that God did a miracle in my life. And the skeptical agnostic that I was went 20 years ago yesterday and purchased a New Testament Bible. And it was 20 years ago today that I sat devouring it and reading it, and the Lord Blessed my life, and I realized and accepted the Lord Jesus as my Savior. And I cried out to the Lord, even as Israel, as we read here, is lamenting and crying out to the Lord. He showed me his light in a time of darkness, and he answered my prayers. And we'll see here that God is going to answer the prayers of the people as they cry out to him. Verse 3. Then Samuel spoke to all the house of Israel, saying, and we'll see that during this period of time, Samuel's going around preaching, and we'll hopefully study his preaching habits next time. Samuel spoke to all the house of Israel, saying, If you return to the Lord with all your hearts, then put away the foreign gods, the asterisks from among you, and prepare your hearts for the Lord, and serve him only, and he will deliver you from the hand of the Philistines. This is repentance. Samuel is teaching them here about repenting. If you return, that's what repentance means, to turn around. If you return, not halfway, with all your hearts, he's telling them then, Bear fruits worthy of repentance, as John the Baptist would say. Put away, then if you're going to do this, if you're going to turn back to the God of Israel, do it with all your heart and put away the foreign gods. They haven't satisfied you. Put them away. Put away the Astarates. The Asteroids were images of the Canaanite goddess, this Asterisk, this goddess of sensuality and fertility worship. And she was worshipped by many different peoples under different names. And in 1 Samuel, chapter 31, verse 10, much later on, we read that she's connected with the Philistines themselves. She's one of their gods, also. Well, if you want to get out of the hand of the Philistines, stop worshipping the god of the Philistines. Put your little idols to her away. Put your pagan idols aside. And return, repent, return with all your hearts, and prepare your hearts for the Lord. Prepare the way for the Lord. Take all the rocks out. Take the crooked ways and make it straight. Take all the things that should not be in there, the hardnesses, out of your heart. Prepare the way for the Lord. That was the message of John the Baptist. That's the message of Samuel here. Repent, return, prepare the heart. God wants to come and dwell inside your heart. Take the idolatry out. Take what's wrong out. Bear fruits worthy of repentance. And what does he promise here? He says, prepare your hearts for the Lord. Serve him only, only God. No one else, no other gods. He's number one. He's the king of your life. And he says, and he will deliver you from the hand of the Philistines. God will give you victory. God will give you deliverance. God will deliver you from the hand of the enemy. You will have victory over Satan when you repent and turn to God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. Come back. Turn back to God. Get rid of the Philistine goddesses. This is repentance, consecration, preparing, opening the heart to the one true God and Him only. Verse 4, so the children of Israel put away the Baals, so they had the Baals, the symbol of Satan, and the asterisks, and they served the Lord only. Finally, Israel repents, and they wake up. And this will set the scene, this consecration, This moment of Israel's repentance will set the stage for the beginning of the glorious kingdom of Israel, the golden age of Israel, under David and Solomon, when she's in splendor and power, coming from this moment of corporate community repentance. And maybe someone listening to the sermon knows the Lord, but also you have Baals and Ashtoreths in your life, other things you've worshipped. Maybe there's immorality, greed, problems you know, things you do that you know are not of God. And maybe you've suffered defeat like the Israelites. It's time to get rid of the idols. It's time to clean up the house and to turn with all your heart to the Lord and serve him only. And he will Deliver you. Verse 5 And Samuel said, Gather all Israel to Mizpah. You'll see that up on the map there, Mizpah. And I will pray to the Lord for you.
0: You have been listening to the teaching ministry of Greg Scalzo, pastor of Shear Jeshub Christian Tabernacle of Madison, Connecticut. Our address is Shi'ar Jashub Christian Tabernacle, Post Office Box 518, Brantford, Connecticut, 06405. Sunday service is held at the Madison Memorial Town Hall on Meeting House Lane in Madison. May the Lord keep you safe in His blessed hands, as with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength you serve Him.